0: Guys, yeah, we are back with another episode today, another podcast, and I kind of said the same thing. So,
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty close. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> for,
0: for context, I, I say the same intro every day uh, or every time I and uh, I tried to change it up and I got two words different.
1: <laughs> yep. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, so you got any updates on your end? You're, you're going to say something, but then you said, let's just record it. So what was it that you're going to say? Uh well it's in regards to our our conversation that we'll get into so
0: um, for update though I actually do have a mini update that um I've, I'm actually seeing crazy results like honestly only one two weeks in of do, of this one change in my diet or not diet in my uh plan which yeah you know obviously you <sighs> you don't expect to have changes that quick but I am and so I'm just running with it but there's an old um. Old Rich Piana uh, thing where he he talks about growing his arms, and obviously you know he has his history with synthol and his different drug use and whatnot. But um, for his arms, uh, he said the one thing that I want everyone to do is right before you go to bed. So this is after you've eaten your last meal, you know, for me after I've taken my supplements, all of that stuff. Um, do three hundred skull crushers, three hundred hammer curls like you do it in sets of 100, 100 100 100 100 100 and you do that with like you know he he used the words like baby weight he said like a 15 um but when you get that high i mean i'm using i'm using something less than that just because that's so many reps and this but, is
1: at home yep, you using, like I'm dumbbells just, like small dumbbells yeah
0: i've got, i've got dumbbells at home um and so i literally just <laughs> i lay down in bed i grab uh you know, my two weights and I do between 50 and a hundred skull crushers. And then I'll stand up and I'll do between 50 and a hundred hammer curls. And I'll just go like, I'll burn myself out. And I also added, uh, uh I don't know if it's pinch grip or close grip, uh, chest pressing with the with the dumbbells um it's close i would say close grip yeah close grip um and i do that just because my (laughs) chest is my bless you my most uh or my area that needs the most work even though i know i have a bad view on, on my arms um but people you know tell me that they're okay but chest i know for a fact is my area that i need the most work on and uh so i i've been doing that for literally just a week and i don't know if it's because i'm getting this pump right before bed and then i wake up and i just feel like i still have it obviously i don't but like i i just feel like my arms have grown i haven't measured like centimeter wise my arms since i started doing this i probably should do one like today so then i yeah. can get a before and an after but i just feel so much better about my upper body so it might just be fully the placebo of like doing it and thinking that i'm getting bigger Um, but that's what I started adding at the end of, I do it at the end of any day that I do a workout. So if I do a a rest day where I'm not in the gym, I won't do it there just because you, as you know, Paul, one of my biggest (laughs) problems is overworking when I find something that works. So I really have to make sure that, um, when I'm doing something like this, I'm only doing it on working days and even, even some like uh, what was it? I did my chest day, and I crushed my chest day this week, like to the point where mm. I couldn't hold my arms out in front of me. And oh, yeah. uh, on a night like that, I, <laughs> I, I, finished all my nightly routine, and I sat down, I grabbed the dumbbells, and it was just I'm like, it's not going today. It's <laughs> it's not going to work. So uh-huh. obviously, you know, with moderation and regulation. But for me, this one little change has impacted me heavily and i'm loving it um i'm certainly going to continue it again it 100 percent it could be just placebo effect right now like it's the same thing in like sports or like golf i buy a new golf driver and i hit it perfect for a month and then i get back into my old ways like you you, your body and brain tricks your mind or tricks yourself into either feeling good about something or thinking something is working uh but obviously consistency is key so I'm just going to keep at this. Uh, I'd average about three to four nights a week doing it because right now I work out between three, four, maybe five on a good week. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm averaging between three and four nights a week of doing this, and it's been great. And um, with the chest, like that little bit, Obviously that's not going to improve my, my strength because I'm moving 15 pound dumbbells. So it's not like going to improve my, my weight at all, but this is purely just to get my aesthetics a little bit better and getting my pecs a little bit more defined because I struggle getting that center right down the middle. I have that gap right down at the bottom of my pec in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, Like the, like people call it <laughs> the cereal bowl. Sometimes <laughs> that yeah, little sternum, your right. sternum area. Yeah. Um, yeah so i I struggle with that, so obviously like i'll I'll do different variations of the of the close grip press like if if I'm like sitting up to get a little bit of an incline or I'll even bounce myself off the end of my bed to get a decline like just variating or getting different variations in as we go um just trying to target every little bit and again yeah. it's just for just for definition, just to get a little bit of extra work and I know you've talked about in your past how like chest was an area for you that you st- you know, wanted improvement in. So you're doing like twice a week um, yep. for, I don't know, I think you said like two years you did twice a week or something like that. It and was
1: It was a while, like it was at least yeah. a year I did two chest days a week. Yeah,
0: and I unfortunately, with my new schedule and what I do in my day, I can't make it to the gym enough days to get a second chest day in because I still have to uh-huh. hit everything else. So this is my little way of like, continuing to improve and continuing to make small little changes, uh, just in the comfort of my own home. And I will say too, my sleep has gotten a lot better because I exert myself. And at first I was skeptical because obviously when you do lifting, lifting, not, not as much so as cardio, but your heart rate does still increase, especially doing that many reps. Um, so I had worries about that at first, but when I'd fall into bed after doing, Three hundred reps of hammer cur- or uh, yeah, hammer curls, skull crushers, and close grip press. I just mm-hmm. fall into bed and I'm just I'm out, man. So how long does it take actually- you? Um, I don't I don't have my phone at that time because I I make it a point to not you'd be using my phone right before bed. Um, so I do it by candlelight, but uh, I'd probably say it takes me between. 10 minutes, maybe 15 if it's on the longer side. Maybe, maybe not so much. I'd say between 5 and 10, actually, now that I think about it, just okay, because you, you don't take any breaks. You go first set. Uh, so I start with my uh, skull crushers, then you go right into hammer crows, then you go right into the close grip press, and then you go right back. There's no rest time in between because you're yeah. hitting different muscles, so it's not like you're needing to give it time, like or extra time, I should say, because when I'm doing my pre or my uh hammer curls obviously my triceps aren't engaged so that's more or less their rest time um gotcha and with such low weight when i do the close grip uh press i can just completely target my my prac muscles like take out the the arm and shoulder almost completely just because of how small the weight is and being able to have that mind muscle connection so yeah for me it's really been (sighs) working and i'm just gonna keep at it um and that's that's what i mean like we talk about it all the time finding changes and testing it out and if it works if it doesn't work like keep at it like, this is just a thing that I saw on, I think it was either Instagram or TikTok, because my thing is full of Rich Piana stuff. So when you guys mm-hmm. see anything on your socials or even hear Paul and I talk about something weird, just give it a try. You never know if you're going to like it. Like, I, when I saw him do that or talk about it, I was like, that's killer. That's like when he talks about his eight-hour arm work. I'm like, that looks – that. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. And I just gave it a try, and I, I love it. So just stick at it, guys. Not that –
1: Not the eight-hour workout. No, I
0: I (laughs) did not try the eight-hour workout, and I don't think I would like it either.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's it's that's so over the top. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: he yeah, the amount of protein shakes he has is ridiculous. Um, Yeah, I think it just for for that the results just comes down to just overall volume. You're just putting a lot more volume into your arms, and that's really especially smaller muscle groups like your arms, delts, um, even chest a little bit. Um, and calves, it it comes down to a lot to volume. Typically, um, high intensity typically doesn't necessarily work that well with the smaller muscle groups. Um, it's not how they're built. Uh, so the higher volume is going to result more. That's why like, like my split being six days, whatever I need to work on for a long period of time, I'll make two days a week as part of it. Really? I'm doing five different days in the gym, but one of them I'm repeating, um so like chess was that first for me and then right for the past like six to ten months i don't even know how long it's been uh arms it's been arms for the longest time so two arm days a week and that's it's just it drastically improves whatever i'm trying to um improve upon and, and you said your first one and
0: you i think also more recently in the past like week or two week you've talked about um how you've had to add like uh ab days in a lot of the week now too
1: I don't have to. um, I'm just choosing to because I'm prepping for my show. So I just want to make sure that I can maintain the muscle there while I'm depleted. Um, So that's why I started training abs the second we um, started to cut because I wanted to be sure that when I am very low calorie, very low carb, very low protein, I can still hold on to my abdominals because I'm allegedly on anabolics, which is going to help with that. It's going to help with the maintaining. So um, I want to make sure that I am training it. Enough to to keep uh, my abs, you know, full and round and not flat when we step on stage. Um, yeah. So there's this video. I don't know if you saw it. There's uh, I, l- I love this clip so much. It makes me die laughing. This guy's playing games and he's just like, Oh no! Like he's like playing games or something and he like realizes something. So he like, I oh, think he puts his hands on his head. He goes, Oh no! So it was like, the meme was like, uh, when I forget to do abs for the 10,000th time in a <laughs> row. <laughs> and I'm like, that's literally that's, me. That's
0: a sad reality, though, for a lot of people in the gym. Because, I mean, we've talked about how, you know, ab growth, one, is, is in the kitchen. And two, you get a lot of it from like compound movements anyways. Um, yeah. But the reality is, I would say between 30, 40, maybe even 50% of people that go in the gym just don't hit abs like at all throughout the week.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't really, when I'm bulking, it's just, um, I'm already so taxed from training with such high intensity and high volume that, um, I don't have the energy really to put into abs, but like right now I'm still training with decent intensity. Um, but I'm really just making it a point that I'm hitting some sort of abs pretty much every day, except for back and legs. Um, yeah. so many days I don't hit abs. So today being chest, I'm going to hit some abs after.
0: Well, you got You got to hit abs on, on back day because your your skin is going to be stretched out on both sides. So it feels like she's holding you. <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> you gotta get a pump from both sides. I mean,
0: yes. A pump I'm being held again. <laughs> the comfort of my own hug.
1: <laughs> your own pump hug. Um, but yeah, it's so that that's the reason I put that in there. And my arms have drastically improved um, since I started doing two arm days a week. They've always been a weakness for me. They're not – I wouldn't necessarily say they're a strength, especially my triceps. My triceps are extremely hard to build, um, but my biceps have gotten to a much, much better place. And to add to what you were saying earlier, the thing that literally was night and day for me uh, that dra- like drastically changed the way my biceps looked um, – was like in quotations, wide grip, dumbbell curls. So mm-hmm. I would just do dumbbell curls, really heavy dumbbell curls and hold the dumbbells like it's a wide grip. So my, my arms are facing away from me. And then I squeeze from my pinky and curl. Um, and that helps with the, uh, I think it's the, I always get them mixed up. I think it's the short head of the bicep. It's the inside of the bicep. Um, and that's really what's giving me my peak. Like I've gotten a lot more of a peak from that. Uh, because a lot of my long head was what I was training before and I didn't realize it. So when I started doing that, I was fucking my short head and it's just drastically improved. Um, so I, have gotten way more meticulous about what heads I hit and what movement for both my biceps and my triceps and, and how they're hit. So I have it pretty much dialed in for the most part. The only thing I can't quite figure out is whenever I train, I do a tricep press movement. Um, like a bench press movement. So I can't, I can't quite figure out which one works best for me, whether that's Smith barbell or machine um, machine as in like, is it like a lying plate loaded hammer strength machine? I can't yeah. figure out which one works best for me. Um, so I don't know. I'll keep experimenting and keep figuring out someday it's going to, something's going to click like the bicep curls did. It's one day something's going to click and it's just going to work. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I do. That's how I built my shit up. So um, chest was – I will attest to flies. Flies and a lot of incline uh, press movements um, is really what's going to help build your chest. And we've talked about it before. Um, it's either you have a chest or you have delts, um, something that more plates, more gates yep. set. And it, it is the reality. Um, my delts aren't <laughs> –
0: I'm just thinking of the meme from Derek, the the one I sent you where his his shoulders are like built up, like it's Photoshopped and it looks like he has like shoulder pads on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's got the death star delts, man. He's got the craziest delts, but that's why he was talking about it is because he's got, he's got crazy, crazy delts, but then he just doesn't have a chest. He's just like, my chest is shit. He's like, you either have delts or you have a chest. Um, Really. I mean, I think it just comes down to proper training and, a little bit of genetics and then, um, just as far as posing goes, just having proper posing. So you can, you can have delts and chest in while you're posing. It'll, it'll look good, but you're going to have one that's more dominant than the other. And that's my chest. My chest is a lot more dominant than my delts. And my chest is my, is one of my strengths at this point. So my titties, my little boobies (laughs) are one of my strengths. So yeah, that's, that's how it works for me.
0: That's the opposite for me because my delts, my, my shoulders have always been my, just that that's my killer move right there. And so yeah, trying to develop my chest to a point of, you know, it's not going to be a dominant group for me, but just getting it to the point of just being proportional with everything else. That's, that's been what I'm grinding towards. Um,
1: yeah. I think proportionate proportions is everything. Um, yeah. Sp- well, exactly. When it comes to bodybuilding. Yeah. Like when it comes to just lifestyle and general living, I always tell guys, I'm like, dude, just work on your, your, your chest and your arms. That's really it. Because when you're, when you're like, I mean, obviously work everything else, but I'm saying like, if you want to have something that's a strength for you, focus on chest and arms. That's not what's going to win you a show, but that's, what's going to get you, get people to look at you in public. Um, That's the reality. Some guys would argue back. I disagree. Um, I think when you have a crazy chest especially when people are looking at you from the front from the back yeah of course you want a little bit of a back but um when people are looking at you from the front you got a big chest you got big arms you're gonna think that you're a massive dude and you could have the tiniest fucking legs ever you could have no midsection but because you have arms and a chest they're gonna think that you're massive so it's just the illusion it's just how people see it were you intending to? Uh do
0: pec raises right there while you were talking like you
1: were no no i yeah, so they that's completely like i i've been able to do like like uh like peck flexes for so long and i do them so often whenever i think that it's become like a tick for me now like it's like a like a fidget like I'm sitting yeah. here and I'm just like – I could just like read. I'll be reading. I'll be doing this shit on the couch.
0: Like it's just <laughs> – Your white box in it is just like, what is going on?
1: <laughs> I'm sure people see it in public too and I don't realize I'm doing it. It's just something that I do. Middle of a, <laughs> um, of a
0: sales meeting and just asserting your dominance by, by bouncing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just put my chest right in the camera and just just keep flexing them. Um, no, but thank God my work doesn't really do cameras. We're all IT people so we don't really do cameras. We don't do that shit. Um, But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a fidget thing. Um, I'll say for me,
0: for, uh, for my now shift in in building chest, because, you know, for the longest time I was just improve everything. Like that was my mindset. Now it's like 90% improve chest and maintain everything else just to like get that there. Um, I've been doing so many, and I mean so many press movements. Like I think. Oh, I was going to say do the opposite. You should do more flies. I, yeah, I, I'm looking at it also from a strength perspective too, because strength-wise my chest, I mean, obviously I'm coming off the hand injury. So my strength is down in general. Um, but mm-hmm. proportionately for the weight I'm moving for my other muscle groups, my chest is so far behind. So the, the, a lot of press movements for me is to get that up. And obviously, you know, bodybuilding or just trying to look good weight isn't our everything our everything is yeah. how we look and aesthetics and everything um but confidence wise the weight i move is a big part of it and you know leaving the ego at the door is something that you know I, I battle with but it's something that we recommend for everybody and while i try to do that it still sucks to put the weight that i do for press or like bench press or grab the dumbbells i do for inclines or regular uh Press with the with the dumbbells. So, I think my last chest day, which was this week, I did. Let me count them out. Probably twenty press move uh, press sets um, between everything I did, which for me is a it it is a lot. And that was then with the fly movements on top of it that I normally do anyways. And I ended my workout with a plate loaded uh, chest fly, and I put I started with the weight that is my starting weight for any other set. And I got to like six and I was like, Oh baby, I'm toast. (laughs) Yeah. So doing a lot of press movements depletes the energy a lot, lot faster. So now I'm sure. So now I think I'm going to do like every other week. So do my regular like definition chest day. And then my, uh, heavy, uh, press day the other week and just keep bouncing back and forth to try and get the improvement on both fronts.
1: Yeah. I would look at it like, um, because you said heavy definition day. I would look at it like high volume day high volume day versus Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I mean. Okay. I was going to say cuz like even though I'm cutting and I'm depleted, like I'm middle of depletion right now, I haven't really changed the way I train. Um I train the exact same way I've always trained and I asked my coach, I was like, "Hey, should I be training differently? Should I be? my assumption. I know what will happen peak week as far as training goes, but my assumption was if I'm going to change training, it's going to be higher rep count lighter weight and not quite going to failure all the time um and he said no we're not really going to change anything until maybe 10 days out and that's really what's going to happen then is when you're depleted when you're so depleted and you're doing a water cut and all that shit um at that point you don't want to inflame your muscles really like you can get a pump but you don't want to inflame or really like go to failure on anything so you you do really really high reps um, like sixteen to twenty on pretty much every set, and just do really low weight, um, yeah, and really focus on like your joint health and, and and just good form and all of that to burn the calories versus actually like building muscle. Um, but yeah, so that's what I would do: is just high volume, like probably like um, if it was me, I probably do twelve to sixteen reps on everything, and then like your high intensity, do like eight to twelve. That's what I would do, but that's just yeah,
0: me. my my high intensity, like the days where I'm try to move a lot of weight I do like a warm-up set for you know my warm-up sets go between 12 to 15 just to get blood flowing um yeah and then I most times I'm fake I I hit failure around six just because I'm pushing as hard as I fucking can
1: Excuse yeah myself. I um yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I I uh when I go for well legs really I make sure sh- I mean pretty much every time I train I go I try to get no less than eight Um, but legs specifically, I need to go, I need, I've been very, very picky on what I do in the gym because I'm just trying to like prolong my, my joints basically just as far as longevity goes. And right now my focus isn't my legs. Um, my legs are like, as far as like definition goes for sure, strength of mine, I could use a lot more volume, but that's not my, that's not what I need right now. Um, I don't need crazy big legs. They're good enough to be proportionate for the most part. And you know, I got quad veins now on the pretty I'm pretty regularly and calf veins and all of that. So it's not like I'm trying to get more defined there. So I'm just making sure that I get like 45 minutes to an hour of a solid leg day where my knees don't hurt, my hips don't hurt after. Um, and I'm doing high volume on everything. So like right now, like really I think what so here's my problem, right? Is my quads for they're not the like I don't got big quads. I got defined quads for sure, but like I don't got big quads, but they're b be- I have very, very strong quads. Um I have no idea my PR on anything, but I respond best to squats. Um barbell squats or hack squats, but it's very hard on my knees. Um the alternative would be leg press. And my problem is is that I put so much weight on the leg press I end up spending so much time doing that one movement. <laughs> the last time I, I hit it, I put just over 11 plates on each side. So, and that was for like a solid like 9, 10. We're not talking like a couple here. I'm not one of those like bullshit like, oh, my PR leg press is 1,500 pounds. There is no PR on leg press. You're just, you're just weak. Um, So, I got like eight or nine reps out of 11 plates. And it just took so long to unrack all that weight and to walk around the gym to find those plates that like, it just wasted fucking 20 minutes. Um, I also did like six or seven sets on leg press though. And I did toast my quads. It just takes so long where right now it's like leg day is like my day where I can actually relax more because I'm not doing cardio, um, afterwards and I'm not doing abs so I can get there. Hit a forty-five minute to an hour leg session and go home and relax for a few hours rather than like an hour, hour and a half before bed. Yeah. Um, so that's my my focus with legs. legs right now. I
0: will say for legs and leg press specifically, that's like the one day that I enjoy working out with not a group, but one other person because it makes the the plate loading a lot easier. Uh, yeah. You if know, if I had squats, someone for sure. Squats is different because you know. I'm not going to the. I'm not squatting the weight that requires a ton of time for plate loading. But for leg press, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. It does take a while, and uh, especially doing like if you want to do a drop set on a leg press, like you just need that other person there.
1: Yeah, um, when it comes to squats, I love. I mean, we leg day in general. I love lifting with other people, um, just for the motivation. Um, every time I my friend. Yeah. Every time I've, I've thrown up from legs is because of lifting with other people. Um, so I would love to lift legs with other people, but then the other days I'm good. I want to be kind of by myself, um, for the most part. Um, do you still do any work with Chu? Um, not really. Um, him and I, his schedule didn't really align with mine. Um, so it got difficult when he first moved here it did because I was hitting the gym at like three, three 30 and that's when he would hit the gym. So it did kind of align. Um, but then like, I think a couple of his friends moved out to Charlotte that he lifts with now. So like he, he kind of gravitated towards like his, like essentially real friends, like him and I were yeah. like training partners kind of. So he kind of gravitated towards like, it's like, it's like me training with him, but then you moved to Charlotte. It's like, I naturally kind of gravitate towards lifting with you because you're a friend of mine. Like we're actually like close yeah so it's it's like i didn't take any offense to it and that's totally fine and the way we train is very different um he he goes way more high intensity um than i do so uh it's more it's, it's more difficult for um it's just what his body responds to i asked my coach i was like hey uh did, did you write his training program or anything because it's way more intensity than the last time we lifted and he said he just responds differently to training now so they had to like adjust it and it's just all intensity um but yeah so like now Seven days a week all intensity <laughs> yeah like that's that's how some people are but um he I, i'm just a, i'm a lot more volume for the most part depending on what i'm training but um he did get a new job so it's possible that him and I will start training again i'm not sure um a is, lot of people
0: i who, was i was going to say is he um, i don't think he is but is he under your uh not yours but your coach's uh regime as well yes yeah he's still with oh tom, he is my coach. oh okay yep. yeah, yeah i, I thought yep. he wasn't for okay
1: yep um yeah so he's still he's still with tom um i can't foresee him or i ever leaving tom um and it would take something drastic um for me to ever leave uh Tom Cox. Um if you guys mm-hmm. are listening, check out Tom Cox, trust me. Um check out his social media. Um, so it would take a lot. It'd have to be like Chris Aceto or some shit to like approach me and be like, I want to train, I wanna, I want to be your coach. Like that's <laughs> it'd be <laughs> something ridiculous. Like like a legendary coach, you know. Um, Milo Sarkev, like, hey Paul Garney, I want you to don't want to be your coach <laughs> like that's the only thing that would take me away tom really, is like goes,
0: hey paul you want to be my
1: client <laughs> if, if for training for sure dude um but yeah so him and i were tom he he's a um chewy got a new job he's um caught for charlotte now um he's he's back on the beat i think i don't know exactly when he he he's getting on the beat but it's i think he's going to become a detective again because he was a detective so he might him and i might start training again because he's done at like 5 five thirty 30 every day so it's possible and a lot of people from golds that i used to go to are leaving gold because of how busy it is um and a lot a, a few people are starting to come to the gym i go to um which is cool i think that they deserve more popularity but also like fucking go yeah. away
0: I was gonna say you're at the door with a with a uh, squat bar wielding it like a sword. <laughs> like, stay my I, just, like,
1: I just like bike I bike lock the fucking doors. People from golds are like, let me in, it's too busy at the golds. I'm like fuck off, I found it first. The Eric Andre <laughs> meme,
0: let me in, let me in, let me in. <laughs> let me in.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's like that's where I'm at. I'm just like fucking go away. Um but yeah, no, I'm just I'm good with golds. There is a new gym opening up in South End called Core Twenty Four Seven or some shit. Um, it's like they call it a concept gym. It's literally like um, it looks sick. I might check it out. It's gonna be expensive though, probably like eighty bucks a month um, when they build it. It's gonna be like it's like an influencer gym. It's got like dark lighting, but the lighting is like LED strips that are like modern and shit, and like all the equipment's black. So it's like it's really good lighting. Um they have a couple locations in South Carolina and they're opening up one in Charlotte. Um and it's like they got like different colored LEDs throughout the gym too, like pink and green and red and shit. Mm. So like the lighting is dope. Um but I don't know how good the equipment's going to be. Um so we'll see. But it's we, uh, that'll be interesting.
0: <laughs> we were this is only related because of the lighting conversation, but we were, I went out to a a late dinner and they drank obviously but I didn't um Good. at the colonial hotel do you remember that from yeah. your days in gardener and, Gardner? and of course. uh so we were there late last night and we're talking like 11:30 and uh we're on our way out and there's this big mirror and you know of course I look and there's perfect <laughs> soft overhead lighting so oh I'm, I'm at the front of the group and I just stop and I hit a side chest and one of the person that's nearest to me was like what the- is he doing because <laughs> i don't you, <laughs> you know, know I mean? they know they know i work out but they don't know like the extent of it because i don't really share yeah. that with them and they were just like what is this kid doing
1: <laughs> yeah posing is so weird looking to, to normal people like yeah to people who don't who don't participate in training or bodybuilding posing looks so weird so i mean i, I get it when People are like what the hell is that but, <laughs> yeah i know i know it looks weird it is a very weird stance but it makes well sense. Like,
0: When, when someone says like, for example, when I teach and one of my students goes, Hey, can you flex? I know that they're talking about like a front double or something like that. And I call it a front double, but to them it's called do the flex. But how I want to respond is, well, when they, when they say do the flex, I want to respond, pick a pose. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like you want a lat spread? What do you want?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I completely understand that. Um, it's and it's people saying that it's just like it's just weird it's like it's like going up to a comedian and be like dude tell me a joke it's like i don't <laughs> stay the time or place bro like this ain't this ain't it um but that's just how people be
0: unless your name is theo vaughn <laughs> dude theo vaughn just being himself is enough. i know that's, that's what i mean everything he says yeah. is <laughs>
1: Bro, he's. I was watching a clip the other day, and then we'll continue on our conversation, but I was watching a clip, and he was just like, he's like, when you pet a dog, and that dog don't walk away, my God. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, when you pet a dog, and they don't walk away, oh my God. Yeah, I love that. Praise God, baby. Yeah, praise God, baby. Makes you want to punch, kick a fat kid in Kmart, you know what I'm saying?
0: Praise God, baby.
1: Um, but yeah, so to update kind of where I'm at on top of the training is like, um, we're, I mean, really, we've been kind of depleted for a couple weeks now. Um, and I'm really starting to believe in myself. I think, um, when I first started the cut for the show and, you know, I was talking about it here and all that, um, I didn't really see it yet, you know, because I was, I had so much fat and, um. I didn't think I was going to be able to lose it in time, especially because we like pushed really hard December last year with keto and made like no progress. So I'm like, I just don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just like, I just don't see it. I just, we're so far, like we're so close, like five weeks out. Like I want to be diced already for the most part. Like I want to be focusing on specific like spots of fat that I'm trying to work on, you know, accentuate a back day over a chest day to lose the fat there if I could like something like that at five weeks versus like, trying to lose fat all over. But the thing is, is like when you're depleted and you're doing more and more cardio, less and less food, still training the same, you got anabolics on your side to assist with recovery. Um, the results is truly exponential. Um, every day you look better than the day before I'm genuinely making gains every single day now. And I see more and more of my abs every day, more and more veins every single day. Um, And like I said, it's exponential. So it's like, like week, like, let's say I have like six weeks, like really, like we were in prep for like six weeks by the time we hit the show. Um, Week one, I probably make as much progress as like the last, like the first two days of week six, you know, it's like, it's exponential. You make more and more progress each day. Um, So like looking back, like the photo I sent you three weeks of progress and about like four pounds of fat lost over about three weeks but it looks a lot more than that and yeah. this week i've already lost about three pounds this week too so like i'm exponentially getting closer and closer um so like that's really interesting to see because i can really start i can truly see myself actually stepping on stage now and i can see my frame like i'm really actually starting to see my frame i've never been like i've never been this lean before uh, my leanest ever was a couple of years ago um after my, it was towards the end of my first cycle, um, it was Anivar and test. Um, and at the time it was pretty high test. I think I got up to like 600 megs at one point. It was pretty high. Um, and then I think it was 25 megs of Anivar a day. I think I forget how much it was, or maybe it was 50 every other day. I forget, but, that um, or is that, uh, no Anivar is oral. So testosterone is pending. Anavar is oral. Um, and obviously, I was taking um, Arimidex at the time, which is an AI. I take Aromacin now. My body responds much better to Aromacin than Arimidex. Um, They're both AIs, and the um, it just helps lower estrogen. But um, that was my leanest ever. But now, I'm like over probably 10 pounds heavier than I was then. And I look leaner than I did then. So like that, I always compare my leanest to that year's Florida trip because that was the end of my cycle. We planned on having a six pack for Florida, which we did. But I'm at the point now where my Florida trip coming up this week and then my show after that, I'm already past where I was in Florida. And then the other thing, too, is that when I was in Florida, I looked better and better because I was resting, like, the entire time. All we did was lounge on the beach besides me training and going to, the di- like, dinner and shit. So we lounged on the beach and I got tons of vitamin D, you know, sweating a ton. So, like... I got even leaner because I was giving my body the the rest and the vitamin D that it needed. So I know that when I'm in Florida, I'm depleted. I'm not eating out food at all. I'm training with cardio and all of that. I know the week in Florida I'm showing up to Florida and coming home to Florida. I'm going to have a completely different look. So I am looking forward to that. Um, and on top of that, we're also doing all of this with a decent amount of food. I'm still having a decent amount of car- carbs. I'm not even close to keto, um, not even close. I'm probably having like hundred grams of carbs right now, which is great. Um, and also not like a shit ton of cardio either. Um, I'm only doing 40 minutes a day, five times a week. So it's not like I'm doing a shit ton of cardio. It's like an hour in the morning, an hour after training, you know, it's like 40 minutes is very doable. And I actually look forward to cardio because I get to read for 40 minutes, um, which we've talked about. I've talked about reading. We talked about reading during cardio last, last week, but like When you have a really good book, like I'm reading a really, really good book right now. Um, I look forward to cardio. If you guys are listening, check out Flowers for Algernon. Phenomenal book. Very, very, very good emotional character. Um, It's character driven. It's not quite super sci-fi like I'm used to. Um, But so that makes it easier too. And then like the gym I go to allows for shirtless training. So I genuinely can see the progress as I train. And it's fucking so hype, dude. I can't even explain it. Like I was hitting shoulders on Wednesday and I had like, I had to text my coach because I was so hyped. I had a spider web going across my left pec. Like it was like so much veins was coming out of my chest um, and my traps. Um, <laughs> Joe, Aesthetic it was crazy. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like it was just, it was so uh, much Alien veins. <laughs> yeah, for real. I wish I had that, but yeah. Um, Yeah, my vascularity in my chest is pretty strong. My arms, I wish my arms had more vascularity. I I just don't think I have very thick veins in my arms, but my chest has a lot of vascularity. And my calves, I basically, I almost have, like, viscosis veins in my calves. Like, I'm, like, literally, like, I'm going to be Nick Walker. Like, my calves are going to look like Nick Walker's calves. Like, even when I was at my heaviest and fattest, like, my calves still had crazy veins. It's just they've always been lean. And one day, Nick
0: Walker's calves will look like mine, so... (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah no one's calves will ever look like yours stuff let's be honest so
0: so you can you can you can strive for nick walker but the goal should be striving for me
1: (laughs) i don't don't strive for nick walker at fucking all i'm just saying my my veins are gonna end up looking like his he has viscosis veins in his calves and my veins are gonna end up looking like that they're getting more and more obvious um so and here's the other thing too um is that the the thing with with there's a lot of like. common misconceptions when it comes to prep um especially when it comes to like the the small nitty-gritty stuff of food as well as the anabolic side so for the food side um i've just kind of been cooking my food the same way i always have um you know zero sugar seasonings kind of staying away from sauces for the most part besides like hot sauces stuff like that right um but this week my coach sent me a question he was like hey how much salt are you having every day? I was like, I don't really add too much salt. I was like, I tried not to add too much salt to my foods. I was like, um, I add kosher salt to my steak to balance out the Montreal seasoning I have. Cause it's very peppery. Um, so I balance it out with that. I put some salt on, um, my eggs at night, pink and lane salt on my eggs at night. Um, and that's pretty much it as far as added salt goes. And he said, all right, I want you to take out uh, Any added salt, and add in a quarter teaspoon with your first meal, pre-workout, post-workout, and your final meal. So a quarter a quarter teaspoon of pink Himalayan salt um, with those four meals. So I ended up with a teaspoon of salt. And he said because you should be drinking a ton of water right now, we need to keep your sodium up, but a healthy sodium. We shouldn't be having like bad sodium. Kosher salt is not the best salt. It's it's okay. It's not table salt. Um, pink but-
0: Himalayan sea salt.
1: <laughs> well sea salt and pink himalayan are completely different um sea salt is obviously derived from the sea it's dried out from the ocean but pink himalayan salt is mined you mine it from mountains yeah. um I, I think it's typically in nepal or india or some shit um it's extremely cheap to mine it but um pink himalayan salt is the shit it tastes so good um i think we so basically joke
0: about i think we made a joke about miners stealing the the pink salt <laughs> as they mine it like, oh no, we have to watch out for for people taking
1: pink salt and taking it with. Oh them. gosh, yeah, yeah, for real. They they make like a dollar off like there's, thirty pounds just, of it.
0: There's just a bodybuilder in there who's taking it as he goes.
1: He's like eating his chicken and rice. He's just like, what? <laughs> put it in his pocket. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fucking! I saw this video. Russ, his new the Russ the the music artist. He has a um. He he had he did a uh, house tour of his house and he has a gigantic room of just Himalayan salt. It's just Jesus. the walls are all salt. I think the chairs are salt. Everything's salt. And I'm like, dude, that cannot be good for you. Like, I'm pretty sure you're not. Like, I understand like a Himalayan salt lamp or something that kind of like, like, it's kind of like bath salts. It kind of just like soothes your skin. But like, dude, that's so overwhelming. The amount of salt in that room, like t- that cannot be good for you. And he said he loves it. He yeah. sits in there for like an hour a day. I'm like, that's ridiculous. He has to
0: take a bath with moisturizer just to balance out his skin. being Oh, so dry. dude.
1: Like. <laughs> Just dries in the fuck out, I'm sure. but um yeah, so we added in that salt and it's actually drastically improved my um uh, my blood flow. My pumps have been fucking nuts at the gym. um I kn- I know that adding salt to like your pre-workout um adds a lot of pump um but it just it was it was night and day just having more salt in my system. and I didn't realize how little amount of salt I was getting. um the salt a lot of the salt I was getting was kind of from my seasonings, but he said this us do saltless seasonings. Um, so like mustard and saltless seasonings, hot sauce, stuff like that. Take out anything that has like really added salt to it. Um, and then add the pink Himalayan salt. So I just, when I, when I do the pre-workout Himalayan salt, I, um, I basically dry scoop the salt and then drink my pre-workout. Um, that way, because pink Himalayan salt is a bitch to dissolve within Mm -hmm. water. So I just make sure I get the full, the full amount in my mouth. And then I just drink my pre-workout and I just don't breathe in between. So I don't taste a crazy amount of salt um and by the time i drink my pre-workout and then drink some water afterwards i don't taste the salt um so that's my strategy he's dry scooping his pre-workout <laughs> bro it's like the tiniest little fucking scoop of pink and lemon salt i like <laughs> it's like it's like a like a i don't even know what to compare it to um i think the, but, the
0: first time i put pink salt in my in my pre-workout i put a uh I could put like a half tablespoon or something like that like just a minute a a ton
1: uh, well or, uh, okay, or like whatever. a half teaspoon i was gonna say half yeah, yeah. tablespoon is a shit ton oh sorry teaspoon yeah yeah is... teaspoons. half that's... teaspoons okay yeah, yeah that's sorry. that's more normal i got, I got it mixed <laughs> up <laughs> oh, that's way um, too much
0: but i remember putting it in and like this is the first time i'd ever put it in pre-workout i yeah. hated it, it did, the taste was ruined it was like
1: i'm drinking it only oh, because yeah. i have to <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i just dry scoop it and i don't breathe um with drinking my piriqa out. I almost never breathe when I drink my out. anyways because most cuts taste like shit to me. They're either overpowering in the flavor or the flavor just tastes terrible. Mm. Um so I almost never like breathe. Like you know like if you hold if you clog your nose, you can almost never taste anything. Um it's like that. If you just if you just hold your breath, drink and then I just kind of like literally do like a chaser of water. I like just drink extra water to wash it down and then I then I breathe and I'm fine. Um but yeah, so that's that's the that's what's changed this week and then just a little bit of added cardio i mean between today and yesterday we added cardio five minutes a day so now it's 40 minutes versus 35 and then we made the salt change between today and wednesday i think i've lost like about a pound and a half um of mainly fat so getting a lot more defined which is great um and like i said really starting to see my frame i've never really been able to see like what actually physically look like as far as like the muscle i built and I had a conversation with my coach yesterday cause I sent him the three week progress. And I was like, I was like, I didn't, I truly didn't like, I was like, I trusted you in the process in the beginning because I knew that you saw something that I didn't. Um, I didn't believe in myself in the beginning, but now I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to believe in myself now. And um, like, we just, he's just like, dude, he's like, we've put way too much effort the past two and a half mo- years to really like not show up as a true contender. He's like, you're a true contender when we show up we just really just need to lock in your conditioning that's all we have to do like i have the size i have the frame i just we just need to get the conditioning down Um it's all the mindset just, you gotta have yeah, the killer just, mindset yeah so that's that's kind of where we're at i'm just showing up for that and um i was like of course i want to win overall like that's my goal but really at the end of the day i just want to show up the best i possibly can like i want to lose all the stubborn fat that i have i want to see my actual frame i want to come in as best i could um I think my biggest competition is going to be my coach's other client. Granted, that might not be the reality. I might show up and somebody might be like fucking crazy looking and prepping for a national show for a pro card or something. But like for me, I'm really shooting for the overall. Now that I'm doing true novice, so that's another update too. Is I'm doing true novice and uh, men's open class D for men's physique. True novice, you can only do the first time you compete, which we you and I talked about. But um, you can only do that the first time you compete. So. Um, he said, just do both because it'll give you more stage time. and It's the only time I could do it, you know? So um, did you say men's open? Uh, men's physique, op- like men's open. Oh, okay. So like it's, it's the open, open division of men's physique. Um, okay. So it's men's physique I was, open. I was yeah.
0: going to say that's, that's, if you're doing like men's open, like just full on open, that's opposite of what you've been
1: talking no, no, about. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would never step on men's open stage. I don't have the size coach, for it. Coach just um, drops that on you. <laughs> The only thing I could potentially like even try is classic, but I just don't have the size for it yet. Um yeah. I just really don't. Like I know if I stepped on stage, I I wouldn't get overall. I'd maybe get like top three in my class, maybe. I just don't have the size. Um, especially my legs. I would need to grow a lot more legs. Um, but yeah, so that's that's really the recent, most recent update. Tomorrow I'm driving out to my coach's gym. Um that he trains at. Um, he lives in middle of nowhere, in North Carolina. It's about an hour and a half drive. So I'm going to drive out to him tomorrow um, to work on transitions. Um, it's a regional show. They're not going to care too much about transitions. I mean, if you've ever been to a regional show, you know. Have it locked in exactly. So I told him I was like, look, I know, I'm sure that regional shows they don't really care about transitions. Transitions, guys, for any pose is just moving from one pose to the next. In men's physique, there's only two poses, so might as well get the transition locked in and good at least natural looking i don't want to i don't want to stumble or look nervous or anything like that i want to look fluid with my motions so um that's what we're going to work on tomorrow so i'm going to drive out there pose with him maybe for a half hour which is like basically fucking its own cardio and then drive (laughs) back um but yeah so that's the plan tomorrow and then i got florida on thursday as far as like any sort of anabolic changes, everything's been the same so far. Um, no changes there, no increases, no decreases. Um, the only plan right now, I asked him, I said, hey, I got to order some more shit soon. Um, I said, is there anything you want me to get on top of what I'm getting? And he said, um, "He said just get some Winstrol for um, peak week. So probably what's going to end up happening is peak week, we'll end up pulling the Masteron, um, which is DHT, and replace it with Windstraw, which is another DHT. Um, so we're probably going to do that peak week um and we'll see what we do with my test and my trend it's possible we end up pulling both of those completely i mean i know a couple pros um that have done almost nothing going into a show like basically just trend or just test like just basic shit going into a show like as far as like overall number of compounds um you know uh, d ball test just just your normal stuff just your basic (laughs) stuff d ball test deca um (laughs) Yeah, so that's the plan right now. Um, we're going to play it by ear, obviously. Um, the peak week also, we're going to be doing a water cut, which um, I've already done a water cut. We tested a water cut to see how my body responded. I think I lost eight pounds or something when I did it um, last. It's uh, We take Expel, which is an over-the-counter. You can get it at a vitamin shop or GNC. It's a, a diuretic. So we do three gallons on Sunday of water, two and a half on Monday, two Tuesday. Um, one and a half Wednesday, one gallon Thursday, half a gallon on Friday, and then just maybe sips of water on Saturday, which is the show day. Um, You're taking a diuretic the whole time. So basically what you're doing is you're, you're you're teaching your body, hey, we're taking in a shit ton of water right now. I need you to flush it all out. Like you go pee literally every like 15 minutes. So you're also taking a diuretic, which will help with that. So you keep flushing, keep flushing, keep flushing. And then you keep decreasing the amount of water. So even when you have a half gallon in your system, you're still peeing as much as normal, as much as you have been with the shit ton of water. So you're just expelling all of the water out of your body. Um, it's pulling it out of your fat cells. It's pulling it out of like a lot of your blood. It's pulling out of your your muscles. Just pulling all the water out. Um, so that's what that uh, that's how, that's how the water cut's going to work. So peak week's going to suck balls. Um, I know that it's always it, everybody peak week sucks for everybody. It's going to, it's going to be suffering. But like, if somebody says you're suffering at three weeks out, like to me, they're like, Oh dude, that sounds like suffering. I'd be like, dude, fucking suck it up, dude. Like this shit's, yeah. this just light work, bro. Like this ain't hard. This really ain't that bad. If you're not motivated enough to like, enjoy this process, then just don't even bother. Um, well,
0: especially at that point too. Like if you've put in that much work, like oh, pff, you, <laughs> yeah,
1: you two and a half complain. years two and a half years of development, muscle building, posing work, like literally everything except for stepping on stage. Like this is, this is just, this just affirms everything I've been doing. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really not that hard. And the thing I also keep in mind too, which has helped me drastically is that when you're losing weight, when you're hungry, that's actually when you're losing the fat. So like when I'm hungry between meals and my stomach's growling, I'm like, I don't want food. I don't want food. This is when I'm losing the fat. This is what I need to keep in mind. Stay, stop, don't go eat cucumbers or bullshit. Like just sit and fucking suck it up because this is when I'm going to lose the fat. Um, I'm hungry in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'm like, go back to sleep. This is when I lose the fat. So that's what you got to keep in mind is that when you're hungry, that's when your body's actually losing weight. That's when your body's losing the fat because it's going to use your fat as energy. So, um, that's what you got to keep in mind. People who get hungry, who have been used to bulking for so long, when they get hungry during a cut, they go eat something, you know, you know, chips or fucking vegetables, whatever it is, but like that, you're supposed to be hungry. That's the point. Um, So that's what I got to keep in mind as I, you know, go through my day. And obviously there's ways around it. Like, you know, I have, you know, trend kind of helps with appetite suppression. Um, My Adderall for my ADD helps with appetite suppression. So, all of that kind of assists. Coffee helps a lot. Water helps a lot. Energy drinks helps a lot. So like stuff like that is what kind of helps me get through the day. Um, so you got to find what works for you. Um, I know plenty of people who chew a lot of gum when they're cutting, um, that helps them. Not for me. Uh, gum actually makes me more hungry typically. Um, but it just depends on the person. So you just got to suck it up and do it really at the end of the day. That's what matters. Yep. And that's, that's what we've been doing. Um, but, to I don't kind have, of, I don't
0: have a good transition. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to say to kind of add to what I was saying about Winstraw. Um, there we go. recently, there we yeah. Go. So recently, um, Tom Platz and Arnold kind of came out recently and was talking about their old steroid cycles. Um, everything that they talk about now, Ronnie, any of the golden era, look literally anybody who's retired when it comes to bodybuilding, you need to take what they say with a grain of salt because even any current bodybuilders. You need to take it with a grain of salt because they're not going to tell to a lot of them, especially if you're competing on the Olympia stage or even pro for that matter. They're probably not going to tell 100% the truth, Um, especially golden era bodybuilders. Arnold is one of them. He's still in his mind trying to beat his competitors. Like he's like, like if you're looking back and you're like, oh, I won seven Olympias. Would you rather say, oh, I took more than everybody else or I took less? You'd want to say I took less because then it sounds like you had the better genetics. You had the better talent for it. So, and same with Tom
0: Platt's having, you know, the quads of, of Jesus Christ himself.
1: Yeah, literally. So like you, you got to take it with a grain of salt because chances are they're not telling the full truth. Um, but Arnold did say like, Oh, this is what I was taking when I was a bodybuilder. Um, he, he had a, he had a, um, interview with men's health that he talked about it. So he was saying, during his prime, his main anabolics was testosterone and D ball, um, one hundred megs a week of test and three Dianabol a day, which is fifteen milligrams. Um, so that um, is bullshit. Let's just say that that's just bullshit. There's no way he was taking less. That's not even a, like that's like borderline not even a TRT dose. Like hundred milligrams is like on the lower side of TRT dose. Um, Well, as far as pinning goes, it's probably about right for TRT. But like if you compare it to TRT of like a bodybuilder, like my TRT dose, my cruise dose is 100 megs, 150 megs, sorry, 150 megs a test a week. And he's saying that in his prime, in his biggest he ever was at like 250 plus pounds, he's taking 100 megs of test a week. Granted, D-ball, I'm pretty sure is a testosterone derivative anyways, but like 100 megs. Yeah, my fucking ass, bro. And then on top of that, he said 15 megs of Diana ball a day. That's three pills. Dude, there's no shot in fucking hell that's what you were taking. Considering, one, they they knew nothing about anabolics back then. Anabolics were completely legal in America in the 70s. You can go to a doctor and fucking get it. Um, they knew nothing about it. Doctors just threw out prescriptions like it was nothing. They had no idea yeah. what the hell they were doing. Um, they were telling people to, to pin um, once every two weeks testosterone. They're telling them to inject testosterone once every two weeks. That's how stupid we were when it came to steroids back then. We had no idea. Testosterone, D-ball, DECA, everything was so new. We had no idea. Um, such a stupid thing to be like once once every two weeks. Dude, that'll just fuck your whole system up. You'd have to have the longest possible fucking ester for testosterone to like, be like, I feel normal at the end of my two weeks versus the start of my two weeks. Like, it just wouldn't work. Um, and on top of that, D-ball... 15 milligrams a day. I just don't buy it because I mean, he could have been, I think he was taking more, but also like, um, I wonder if there's more to it than that because they ate basically whatever they wanted, right. They ate pretty much whatever they went out to breakfast every morning after training, got steak and shit. And he was just like, Oh, when I was cutting, I just ate less carbs. Like that's all he did. And like they ate whatever they want. Like it, it just didn't, it doesn't really check out. Granted, their their conditioning back then isn't what it is today and there's their frames their size everything isn't what it is today arnold in his prime would not be able to compete nowadays he's not even classic level like Seabum is arguably bigger than arnold was um there's a video or photo i saw of Seabum and arnold both doing a i think it was a front double and sebum looked bigger um so, I mean, I don't even know if Arnold could even compete in classic today. I mean, he probably could. Jeanette, like, if he sur- if he was in his prime right now, he would probably be fucking next level. But his physique then wouldn't compete with the physiques now. Um, mm. So, yeah, so that cycle just doesn't make any sense. And, again, I think he was just kind of downplaying what he was taking. But also, what's funny is that um, I think it was, it was either him or Tom Platz that talked about the price of anabolics back then. Dude, they were so cheap. Um, I think it was, he was saying a vial, which usually when people say a vial, they mean 10, 10 milliliters, um, was like, of, of test was like $5. Dude, are you shitting me? Like, <laughs> the amount of money I would have saved by now if, of a, if 10 milliliters of test was just $5. A 10 milliliter right now, I just bought test prop 10 milliliter for 50 bucks. <laughs> like, the amount of money I would have saved. Granted, with inflation is probably like $20 in today's money or whatever, but like that's super cheap. And then D ball a hundred pills was $8. You get a, you get a bottle and a hundred pills was $8, a hundred pills. Now I could probably get for like, like 130 to 250 bucks or more. Like that's what I'd end up paying. It's crazy. Like the amount of money that they, they didn't have to spend back then. Um, and it was completely legal. Like you didn't have to worry about people, arresting you or anything like that for it or coming after you because it was legal. Um, so that, I don't know. I just kind of call bullshit on it. I think he was taking more. Um, and they were like, Oh, there is, I was watching more place, more dates video on it. And he was saying that like during their cuts, they would just take like one more D ball pill. Like that's all they would do (laughs) because they didn't, the knowledge wasn't there. There was no knowledge about anabolics back then. So they were like, Oh, we just, we just took five D ball instead of four or whatever. So it's just like, yeah, my ass, dude, my, my ass. Um, Ball just puts on so much water. I can't, I can't see it being a cutting agent. Um, well, so, I'm,
0: I'm looking at an article here about, you know, talking about Arnold's usage and it's a interview between Rick. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce it. Drayson, Drayson, um, and Steve Davis talking about steroids back in the, <clears throat> in the golden era. And they don't call out yeah. Arnold, but they say uh,
1: the Austrian, it,
0: An Austrian. Yeah. There is, there is a, a certain Austrian was taking four D ball a day and a shot a week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they, that's what they would do too, is they wouldn't, they'd pin their test just once a week. Um, but yeah, I did see that interview as well. Um, he's unfortunately no no longer with us. Rest in peace. Um, I think he recently died actually. Um, I could be wrong, but, um, yeah, he, it was just, there's a lot of speculation on what they were taking back then. Um, You know, social media wasn't really a thing. They didn't really talk about it. It wasn't something that they wanted to bring up because they just wanted to be like, yeah, this is how I look. Um, So it was just it was weird because also the other thing, too, with a lot of these bodybuilders, you'll be surprised with how little bodybuilders know what the fuck they're what the fuck they're taking, what they're doing, because. They just don't need to, especially if you're on the pro stage, you just have like amazing genetics. They don't understand how anything works. They don't need to, it's their body and just you responds have, to it.
0: And you have a guy that you pay
1: to do, do all the hard things right. for you. Right. And that's kind of what Derek was talking about in his Arnold video. It's just like, he's like, look, these guys just do what their coach tells them to do. You know, they pin to the line that their coach told them to, they take this number of pills that their coach told them. They don't even know really what they're taking. They couldn't even name it probably. And this is a lot of pro bodybuilders and same with the food, same with the training. Like none of it like makes sense to them. They just do what they're told and it just works for them. Um, which is like, obviously like upsetting because like I have the genetics at least to compete, but like I don't have the genetics to be like, uh, it doesn't matter what I do it works. you know, it <laughs> doesn't, you know, so <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's so dumb. Like, why would you not want to know how something works? Um, and why would you not want to know what the fuck you're taking? Like, I want to know what the hell I'm taking. Um, granted, my coach doesn't show me how to pin or anything like that. I, you know, I kind of do that on my own. He just told me what to take. But um, it's just, it's just mind-blowing to me. Um, the other thing you got to take into account with these golden era bodybuilders and talking about their cycles is that they're talking about cycles from like literally 50 years ago. Like Arnold was in his prime in the 70s, like early 70s. Like that's 50 years ago he's talking about. So like does he quite remember exactly what he was taking? Probably not. Like, you've been off it for so long. Like, if you was off it for, like, let's say 40 years, do you really remember what your blast was? Like, I yeah, probably would forget. That's true. Like, after 40 years, I probably would forget, you know? Um, you'd be like, I think I was in this ballpark, but that's about it. So, like, that's why it's like, you know, this guy was taking this, this guy was taking this, and it's Unless just- Unless you yeah.
0: have, like, really, like, detailed, scripted logs of what you were doing.
1: Yeah, which- technology then obviously doesn't really promote that it was it would be a notebook if anything <laughs> yeah literally just like a notebook that somehow survived the the test of time um nowadays uh-huh, like I test can go back of time huh, huh, uh-huh. um I can go back in my whatsapp or my email and see all the cycles I ever took all the meal plans I ever had like everything that I've had with my coach since the beginning um it's just all there you know it's all saved it's all logged not on purpose. It's just never deleted. So I could go back and see, I can go back and see what I look like June of 2021, which is what I did recently. Um, because I sent away into him at that time and my WhatsApp still shows that. So, um, you know, that's technology is very different. Um, and also the anabolics are very different too. Right now is a unique time with anabolics because one, the technology is so high up there now. And we're getting crazier and crazier. Granted, Trend is like the newest one on the market as far as like like actually good steroids goes. Um, Like there's been other ones like Tercasterone and shit, but like Trend is the newest one that's actually like used. Um, And we don't really know too, too much about Trend. We kind of know about it. We know what it's for and how it works and all of that, but we don't really know like the very long-term side effects. Um, And on top, so like the, the technology is crazy, but also now within the community um if you're not part of the anabolic side of things early like mid-2000s to like early 2010s there was not a lot of vetting when it came to sources of anabolics um it was just you kind of just hope for the best um and you you could have been pinning unpure shit you could have been pinning completely different shit you had no idea what the hell you were taking you just trusted this guy you know, whoever it was um, really at the time it was probably just like a gym bro that, you know, you just trusted that what you were taking was what he says it is bro um, science. now. Yeah, basically. But now there's forums and there's groups and there's organizations essentially that like vet these people. Um, I'm a part of a Facebook group. You have to like apply to join or whatever. And they vet different um, steroid, like anabolic dealers and one of the dealers I go to, um, has been vetted through testing, independent testing. So, um, people will get stuff from them and they'll send it off to a lab and see what's actually in it. Um, and they've been vetted pretty well. Um, another dealer I go to, I know it's good because he has a lot of Pfizer shit. Um, he has, he ends with Pfizer, but, um, I know it's good because I can't give his, email or any information to other people. It's only coaches he's designated to do that with. I'm not going to say who, but he'll be like this coach right here. You can give it to your clients. You can give my email to your clients. I can work with your clients, but your clients cannot give my information to anybody. Um, Which makes because sense. That shit, yeah. That shit will spread like wildfire. Um, but this dude, you could tell like he's been through shit because he's kind of a dick when it comes to emailing. Like he's like, like his email will say, like, if you don't give me your address, payment info, screenshots, whatever, I'm not shipping shit out. He's like, you need to do exactly what I say in every single email or else I'm going to blacklist you. Like that's basically what he said in the intro email. I said, hey, can I have some pricing, whatever? Like it's wild. Like he'll blacklist you the second he suspects anything, which makes sense. Um, but it's wild. Like that's how I know I'm like, okay, this guy's legit because my other guy anybody can essentially go to him and order shit. But like, I know that he's been vetted. So like, it's fine by me. Um, But like this guy, he's like, he don't fuck around. So I know that he's legit. Um, So like, that's interesting. Um, But like back, you know, 10, 15 past, like, like 10 years ago. And then up to about 15, 20 years ago, the vetting just wasn't there. It was just bro science, bros in the gym, basic forums on the internet, stuff like that that like you could just find information on and, or find dealers and it just, you had no idea what the fuck you were getting. Um, but like now it's a different world where it's a different world we live in now, which is great. Um, it's pretty awesome, but it's also fucking scary too because the technology has come such a long way. Um, it's like, it's like any drug weed is a whole fucking different world now than it was 40 years ago. Um, so like for the, like, so like the D ball back in Arnold's era might be more pure than it is today because he's getting it from a doctor, but it might be also like not as efficient or something like the sourcing might not be a hundred percent. Like you don't, we don't know how the D ball then would compare to the D ball now. And if we even had D ball from back then, we don't know it wouldn't last to today. It'd be expired. Like it wouldn't do anything. The active ingredients would no longer be active. So um, it's like that scene with uh fucking Leonardo DiCaprio with the quaaludes, the lemons. It's like that. It's like like yeah, I'm not familiar. Okay, so in Wolf of Wall Street, um, they take a lot of Quaaludes, and they took these lemons as a uh, it's it's this brand basically. Um, they were saving these Quaaludes for a special occasion. Um, and they took way too many of them because it took forever for their body to process. Oh, oh,
0: it. oh yeah, no, no, that, and then the, the dancing scene. Okay,
1: I got. Yeah, you. they. Yeah, and he had like the the paraplegic episode or whatever like the paraplegic like phase of the drug but like, yep. that's how it would be like it would, you wouldn't really see much results probably from it uh, just because it's been so long it's probably expired same with the test it just it wouldn't it wouldn't there's no way that that test is safe nowadays but um, yeah so that's another thing you got to take into account too is just technology has come a long way um, and knowledge has come a long way too there's been a lot of studies there's, there's been a lot of a lot more bro science um, since the 70s um, as well, which take with a bucket of salt, not just a grain of salt, a bucket of salt. Um, but like that can provide some more information, um, different forms, all that shit. So um, that's another thing to keep into account. Um, and again, they wanted to, they will probably tell, say less than what they were taking because they're still competing in their mind. They still want to be like, oh, I did better <laughs> less 70 than Whatever comes out of retirement and competes. <laughs> yeah no he he wouldn't last a fucking day he'd have a heart attack um but tom platts is another one who came out relatively recently um this interview right here was october of last year so that's pretty recent um and he was saying that um he's like oh he during the interview he's like you're not going to believe me when i say this but i took 20 milligrams of windstraw a day um uh the one shot one shot of deca 100 mil which was 100 milligrams and that was his life's drug cycle so like that's that's what he would take constantly which i fucking call bullshit one we all know even back then they knew winstrol was a cutting agent Winstrol is for prep it, and even then winstrols is for the last like few weeks of prep it's not something you take consistently deca i can understand deca is nandrolone is um it was originally made as a trt option um instead of testosterone that's where deca derived from so like i can understand running deca pretty pretty frequently a lot of a lot of guys respond well to deca but don't respond well to test um so there is that um so like that makes sense but Winstrol or stenozolol depending on however you want to call it winnie windstraw spenozolol um 20 milligrams a day it's just it doesn't it doesn't really check out um let me see, let me look up a typical cycle um, of windstraw. Let me see. I'm not too familiar with windstraw just because as far as like common cycles, because I've never taken it myself, I will be. So when bodybuilders, so, okay. So typical bodybuilder st- cycle starts at about 25 megs a day and goes up to maybe about hundred megs at most, but the sweet spot for most guys is around 50 megs. Of Windstraw, um when you're prepping for a show. So he was saying he was taking 20 milligrams a day, which is on the very low side. Granted, he was saying he was taking it constantly, which is insane. I wonder
0: if that's, I mean, obviously calling like you calling bull on it, but I wonder if that's like, you know, to have constant, like, I don't know, maybe consistency, like maintaining, but. Uh, we know that Tom Platt's went through bulks and cuts, so it's not like yeah. he was maintaining year-round, which is the only reason I can think of for doing that every day consistently.
1: Yeah, he so like that's kind of why I call bullshit is because it's not necessarily that – you could take Winstall for an exp- extended period of time. You shouldn't. You shouldn't take any drug for an extended period of time. But like you could take it for like 16 weeks. Um, the results from it, I have no idea. You shouldn't be taking it that long, but you could – but like consistently, and then on top of that, his strength was fucking unbelievable. Like, yeah, we still can't meet his strength. Nobody is able to meet his his squat record. Nobody's able to beat that right now. Eventually, it will be beaten. But like, to be like, oh, this is I was taking meat, mainly cutting agents and a fucking borderline TRT dose, and I was able to squat five hundred pounds twenty three times with no assists yeah my ass bro and, my fucking and, ass
0: and that 500 for 23 was just him walking up and like whatever i'll do it like he it wasn't even it. like yeah, yeah it, was, it wasn't even like i'm gonna do the like get ready and do this it was just like eh, whatever let's do it
1: yeah he wasn't prepping for it he wasn't training for it he just fucking did it like there's those guys who trained for like a year and a half to beat that record and they still couldn't beat it like that's how far full, like ahead tom platts was when it came to his quads like that's what's so crazy about tom platts his upper body was what it didn't really meet the standard. That's why he didn't like do amazing um, in bodybuilding. I think he was a pro, but he just that's why he never really won anything big. But um, his quads were next level. That's why he's called the Quad Father because he just was just genuinely fucking next level. Um, so, yeah, so that's why I kind of call it bullshit because you can have the best genetics in the world naturally and you'll never come close to what Tom Plass was doing. So, like, he definitely needed to be on shit and he was just like oh i never took any of the designer in quotations drugs never the designer drugs i took the very minimum he said he'd take less than girls would take but it worked for him he was just a high he's basically just like a um a very high responder a very acute responder to anabolics so that's why he was able to get to that point so it's just like i don't know i just i just call bullshit um I love Tom Platt's, you know, tons of respect for him. I, my dream is to, is to train with him one day. Like I would love to hit a leg day with him, but I just don't think that that cycle he's talking about was, is a hundred percent the truth. Um, his peak was in the eighties, by the way, for those that don't know, eighties was like his decade. Um, he was huge in the eighties. Um, but yeah, so that's interesting to me. I don't really buy it, but it's just to each their own. It's, I, well, I it think a it's all.
0: I think it's an interesting convo just because not that we know for a fact what people are taking nowadays, but we can surmise what people are taking nowadays. And it's like multiple, multiple count compounds. It's, it's a yeah. ton of different things. And yeah. like, even if the amount isn't true, like let's say he, that was, he was only taking two compounds, but it was a lot more or something like that. Like that's still a, a you know, harsh comparison, comparison to nowadays, how it's like, we're going to take these four different things and these three other things to counteract the side effects of those four things. And you're, you've got like a bundle on your hands.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It adds up quick too. like so many guys nowadays take grams of shit. Um, and the thing, the the thing I've always preached with anabolics and anybody who really knows what the hell they're talking about when it comes to anabolics, they'll 100% agree with me. Less is more, less is always more. Um, if you start off with a crazy cycle, you can only kind of move up from there. Um, it's, it's like, how do I explain it. It's like, it's like any medication, right? Like, let's say like Adderall, you start off with 50 milligrams a day. You can never go to 10 milligrams because your, your body's so used to 50. You're going to feel like you're not even on it at 10 milligrams. So, um, that's, that's kind of how steroids works. It's when you, when you get the higher up you get with the amount of compounds, the less you're going to respond to them in the future. Um, You kind of build up a tolerance. It's like any drug, you build up a tolerance. So like if you start off with fucking 500 megs, a trend and 500 megs, a test, like you're, which first of all, for a first cycle, that's fucking retarded. You, you, you're going to kill yourself, but also like, that's, you're going to need to build upon that afterwards. Like you can't just like take that and then take half that for your next cycle and still get the same results. So you start off with less and slowly build your way up. Um, and the other thing too, when it comes to anabolics, especially for prepping for a show, chances are the more you take, the worse you'll look. Um, you need to like, everybody talks about how, like, so Derek said this, which kind of pissed me off. he said, he said, He called bullshit on Arnold and Tom Platz because he was saying that to get to the Olympia level, drugs and anabolics is the cake itself. The food and training is the icing on it. And I call bullshit the really you could take all the drugs in the world you want. If you don't train properly or eat properly, you're never going to get where you want to go with it. You'll make progress. You know, there's plenty of guys who took like anadrol while playing video games all day and they gain muscle and lost fat but you're not going to be stage ready and so like and and some of the best looks out there you know somebody i know got first call on a pro show and he was only on one compound for the last like two weeks before he stepped on stage like and a very very small dose of that too like really small so it's like it's not really the end all be all like it's that's just the technology doesn't like the studies and the technology just doesn't show that anymore. It doesn't show that the more you take, the better you'll look. And there's somebody I recently, I watched a video on, I forget, I forget who it was. Um, I have to look into it. Um, he took like, I think it added up to like over five grams of steroids a week. Um, which is a lot, five grams, a is lot. a lot, five, and he's prepping for a show. He got to the show and he looked like shit full of water fat didn't have definition he had somewhat size he looked old he just the more you take the worse you're going to end up looking most likely um nick walker is an example of that he takes so so much shit it's ridiculous um and it shows it shows he looks like he a looks fucking like an freak. alien yeah yeah he looks like a freak his uh fucking veins don't look good his he's so boxy it's just to me i mean granted he looks like a freak so it's crazy to look at like that's how far the human body can go but like he's not to me he's not olympia caliber he doesn't have the look that the olympia deserves um and that's why i think uh derek lunsford's going to start taking over because he does have the look he has the aesthetics he has the size he has the conditioning i needed real well at this pastel. Yeah, the only reason he didn't win it is because we talked about this, but the only reason he didn't win it is because he didn't pay his dues yet. He hasn't been in the game long enough at the Olympia level yeah. to win. Hadi Chupin deserved it, in my opinion. He could have gotten one or two, but I think the amount of effort he's put in and he's been robbed multiple times, he needed that fucking W. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and not just on oh, yeah. the
0: workout side of things, like the visa and everything, just to get here. Like, oh
1: yeah, yeah. He he's faced so many adversity, so much adversity, just to come here. And then also the other thing with the culture of the Middle East is that it's all about honor. So if you lose, you don't bring honor back to your country. You don't bring honor yeah. back to your family. You get second, it doesn't matter. You still lost. You know. So like winning, he's like he's like a f- he's like a famous celebrity now because he won. You know. It's well, did you see like,
0: uh, you see the airport? when he uh when he touched crazy and the streets were just full
1: (laughs) yeah he was the best bodybuilder in the world that day like yeah he he won the biggest show of the year so he brought a lot of honor to his family so he deserved that 100 in my opinion Derek now is Derek's time it's Derek's time he deserves it he deserves a crown um but yeah so that's a whole nother discussion but Um, Yeah, so the grams of shit is just really just the science doesn't show it anymore. Um, Granted, men's open classic physique and men's physique all require different amounts of anabolics. Um, Men's physique typically when I see the craziest cuts as far as amount of drugs is typically under a gram. I'm under a gram. I'm on about 0.7 milligrams of total anabolics. Sorry, 0. 0.7 grams, so 700 milligrams total, which really isn't too much, especially for a prep. Um, and we also haven't changed anything out. A lot of people, a lot of guys in any division, they end up running like they'll run tests the whole time. They might run Master on for most of it, but they change shit out as they go, right? So, you know, they might replace wrong with Winstraw halfway through and then take Trend for the last six weeks. But prior to that, they take whatever. So, like, I haven't changed anything either. It's been the same thing the entire time, which is unique in that sense, too. Um, but, yeah, it's just the less is more. It's just all oh, that's going to – like, that's that's the reality now. And, and a lot of guys don't want to buy it. They don't want to buy into that. Um, it's, just, it's just how it is. And um, the other thing, too – is that when we're talking about these cycles, the golden era, current, all that, you feel like a superhuman when you're on it. So you're more prone to taking more because you want to feel better and better and better and better. And then there's a threshold where you just start getting diminishing returns and it starts to hurt you. Um, so that's why well, it there's- also is more.
0: Yeah, there's the point that you reach from like we talked about the dependence almost like you get to the point yeah. where you're taking so much that your body doesn't actually achieve the gain so you have to take more and then it just goes way over the the boundary of health. Balls. And yeah, mm-hmm. and the the risk reward is like minuscule unless you're going for your eighth Olympia to take the crown like there's no there there's no yeah. there's no point
1: for it. Yeah, it's just it's just not how it is anymore and at the same time, like even bulking, like a lot of guys assume you need to like put on ton of shit for, for bulking and that's just not the reality anymore. Um, the science doesn't show it. Um, anecdotally it doesn't show it. And also the other thing too is that ninety percent of guys don't respond well to steroids. That's the reality. Um yeah. most guys don't respond well to steroids. Most guys look like shit on steroids. There are plenty of guys in the gym. I guarantee at least every gym has a handful of guys who take steroids and they don't look like they do. Um, And it's just the reality for most guys. So you need to be careful um, when you do take shit because you're not, you might not get the results you wanted. Um, I'm very blessed in a sense. So I am cursed with bad natural genetics. I never would have been able to compete naturally, but I'm very blessed to have the genetics to respond well to anabolics, which is unique. Um, it's not everybody that gets to say that. Um, I know people who are extremely hy- extremely hyper responders to test alone. Um, I'm a very hyper responder to the DHTs um, specifically. Test. I'm pretty normal, like most people, um, but at least no- normal in the sense that I respond well to it, like like anybody else who responds well to it. I'm not a hyper responder. I'm not a bad responder. I respond average to guys who respond well to it. Um, and bulking bulking cut or bulking cycles too is not as complex as people think it is um, with social media nowadays. Like look at the golden era. They're not talking about trend. They're not talking about Anadrol. They're not talking about Masteron or, you know, all these other Prima Bolan or EQ or anything like that back in the golden era. And they're still looking crazy, you know? So like the, the you don't need to take a shit ton of compounds to look great. If you can respond well to steroids. Um, I, I want to preface all this by saying I'm not an endocrinologist. I'm not even really an expert when it comes to, super physiological anabolic steroids. I can have a conversation about it and I can read about it and understand what people are saying, but I can't like write someone a cycle. Um, and I never would just for the liability reasons, but like, um, I know Sebum was talking about it. I think it was like beginning of last year, maybe the year before that, he was talking about what his typical bulking cycle looks like. And I think it was like 500 megs a test and like three or 400 megs a primo. Like that's it. Um, I know Jay Cutler talked about it. Let me look it up to be sure exactly what he said. Um, I know it was test and EQ. Um, let me, let me look it up here. Um, so like most guys who are huge when it comes to train, like when it comes to stage readiness and all of that, um, they're not taking nearly as much as people think. Um, yeah. So he said in his off season, which is bulking off season is another word for that. He would take 500 mg tr- of test and 600 mg of EQ, which, I mean, is a fucking shit ton um, for both of those. I mean, 500 mg of test is the, the bro science level, but 600 milligrams of EQ is insane. He loved EQ. That's his favorite. Um, he didn't do a lot of orals. He said in the beginning, he tried Anadrol and D-Ball mixed with the test. Um, he also tried DECA, but he wasn't a fan of DECA. Um, he said... Let's see. He knows now a lot more than he did back then. He, he says he doesn't know if he needed, if he should have gotten Winstraw or Inovar. Um He was using a Parabolin apparently during his cut. Um, and Tren wasn't really around that much. Um, he got into insulin towards the end. Um but that was kind of an additive. He said he just is kind of like on the top of everything. And that's usually insulin is usually used for carb um, partitioning when it comes to prepping for a show. Um, but yeah, ultimately just came down to test and EQ um, for 10 weeks. He'd run that. And then he would just come off completely. Um, he would just cruise immediately um, after 10 weeks of that, which is not good, but um, and his competition prep, let's see. Come off for 12 weeks. He would come off everything for 12 weeks, which was three months. Then he would start his cycle for the Arnold Classic. Then he would come off after the Arnold. He'd have a break from everything for eight to twelve weeks. And then he'd start everything back up in June for the Olympia. So he was off about half the year off everything. Yeah. Crazy. Um he tried GH at four use a day, got up to nine and 12 on and off but for him nine was a sweet spot but yeah so even jay Cutler, like his his bulking his off season was wasn't really that crazy um it wasn't a shit i mean it was it was a lot it was over a gram but like it's not super complex and the, the, the social media nowadays.
0: i was gonna say if you want a uh a complex mass one i'll just i just looked up rich piana's uh uh cycle for uh, mm-hmm. his i think he this is for uh, gaining 30 pounds in like 3 months.
1: <laughs> yeah. What well, what was his cycle? I know he took a lot uh, of
0: GH. Test 15 uh 15 megs a week. Uh 15? I can't no, I can be right. Uh, I'm sorry, 1500, sorry. 1500? All right, so let me uh, I'll send you the article. <laughs>
1: No way,
0: dude. It's, There's it's, no, no it's, shot. Just it's the very first one if you look up Rich Piana cycle uh under bodybuilderintailand.com. Okay. Um uh, yeah, and that's just the first one. There's uh five that follow.
1: <laughs> There's no way. There's I mean, actually <laughs> so it's, wait, is it muscular development? Uh
0: it is Rich Piana steroid cycle and it's a it's called bodybuilderintailand.com. Just, just, just look up Rich Piana's uh, cycle.
1: Okay, got it. Rich Piana steroid cycle. Uh, and then if you scroll down. <laughs> no way he was taking that much. I mean, granted, he also died, so I'm not necessarily yeah. surprised. Like, if he was still alive, I'd call bullshit, but he did die, so there's that. Um, 15, Yeah, it's 1,500. Uh-oh. 1500- <laughs> Uh-oh, this is a snack. Yeah. Um, Yeah, 1,500 MIGs of test E, test inentate, 900 MIGs of boldenone undisiclinate, which is equipoise, your EQ, 600 MIGs of Tren, 300 MIGs of oral anadrol, 20 IUs of HGH. That's so much, dude. (laughs) Holy shit. Like, he talked about how expensive HGH is, and he's like, I can afford it, but still, it's fucking expensive. Dude, you're taking 20 IUs a day. Like that's so fucking much. I can't, I can't even explain like how much, like I can't even explain how much that is like that he's going through realistic. Like that's like, we're talking like, like liver King level of uh, money here. Like 13,000 a month on (laughs) all that he's taken. He, I think he was getting like medical quality. I think I could be wrong HGH, but like, let's say he got it through dealer where it's cheaper. You could probably get like 100 IUs for like 350 bucks and he's going through that in five days. So we're talking like two grand a month in HGH probably realistically, which of course 20 IUs is just fucking ridiculous. That's such a crazy amount of GH. Anadrol, shit ton. Trend, shit ton. EQ, shit ton. Like the amount of money he probably spent on all this, like he'd literally have to pin Every single day for test and EQ. Because It's yeah, just so much.
0: It's just so much. Like, it's, I mean, so I'm like, thinking... You know those joke giant medical sti- uh, syringes? The joke ones? Yeah. <laughs> just, he's
1: he's like a fucking turkey baster to fucking pin, dude. <laughs> turkey baser to the fucking delt. Clearly, look at his delts. Um, yeah, you can get... Most tests, E is like 250 megs a milliliter. So he's taking... What was that six milliliters a week. If he didn't want a fucking bowling ball of liquid sitting in his muscle, he would need to pin every single day. And milliliters a day too. Like not even like, like you know, half a mil or whatever. Like we're talking like probably like two mil a day. He's probably pinning between the trend. Trend, you can get probably about 100 megs per milliliter. So he's taking six, six milliliters of that. EQ is I think usually around 300 megs of a milliliter. So he's taking three mils of that. So we're talking... Fifteen milliliters of liquid a week is what he's taking. Yeah, like he would literally had to take over two milliliters of liquid a day. That's fucking insane. And that insane. also,
0: and those don't also include his um, his uh. I'm blank. Now I'm blanking on the name. Um, he was taking um or injecting um the liquid. Um, not oh, taking, synthol. But, uh, synthol. Yeah, he was
1: doing synthol. He was definitely yeah, doing synthol.
0: So- so th- and that doesn't even include the synthol right there.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so <sighs> guys. Uh, just-
0: this is this is your starter cycle. If you're just getting into Anbox, this is what you want to look at, right? Here. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is the first cycle you should run if you want to die. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine dude, if imagine- this is what was recommended dude, as your first dude. cycle? <laughs> like, like obviously,
0: it has to be recommended well, to someone of who has not. money. But like, yeah, you're a millionaire, you're getting into it and your and your coach goes, all right, I'm going to need you to buy all this.
1: <laughs> yeah. that That's yeah. No. Oh, okay. Let me just go ahead and drop three grand a month. That's fine. <laughs> no worries. Um, but like, I was going to say, like, imagine overdosing on t- like steroids, like you like panic, you just fucking, uh, you just like <laughs> fall over. <laughs> it's just too much. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like Hell, no build up. In the bathroom. No, yeah for real yeah like like no no like build up no heart <laughs> just, issues you just pain so much you just fucking instead fall of, and die
0: instead of the trend coughs you just
1: get the trend dead <laughs> yeah you just, you just die <laughs> uh. <laughs> you like half cough and fucking dead um Jesus. anadrol yeah anadrol anadrol itself is extremely powerful um anadrol but the problem um, is
0: with that though is that anadrol's oral and your liver's going through the the through the ringer oh, at that
1: point. Anadrol wrecks your fucking liver. It's so Well, toxic. Any,
0: anything oral.
1: Yeah, because of course. That but is supposed to go in. Yeah. I mean, it's all it'll all hurt your liver, but anadrol specifically is very harsh on your liver. Um and you sh like bodybuilding cycles normally no- don't last more than twelve weeks on anadrol. And even then that's really long. Um and most guys will say Anadrol is not even really worth it because of how harsh it is. But it's Anadrol was designed for people who have like AIDS and cancer that like lose, like that have like muscular dyst- uh, dystrophy that like mm. can't go to the gym or anything like that or exercise. So they take the Anadrol to actually like, like keep their muscles where they are so that they can fucking function normally without even training. Like guys have gained 12 pounds of muscle in like months with Anadrol, like doing nothing. Anadrol is so insanely powerful. Um, But he also took a lot of trend. That's way too much trend. 600 megs is way too much. Like the craziest trend cycle you'll see for anyone really is usually about four to 500. Um, Trend is for those, like trend has gotten such a fucking stupid, like rap to it now because it's like, oh, it's the steroid. This is the steroid you should take, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's a cutting agent, is really what it's for. You build strength, yes, but it's not that's not what it's for. You you take it so that you can ideally build some muscle while cutting. That's why I haven't lost a lot of weight, is because I'm also putting on some muscle right now on top of the fat that I'm losing. And muscle weighs a lot more than fat does. So that's what trends for. It's not a bulk, you can use it for bulking, but it's really not for that. Um, and it's not the end all be all. And it's like the, like the trend twins really kind of like ruin the image of trend because it granted trend is for a lot of guys is kind of overrated, but like it's, it's trend is not where like social media does not portray trend in the the way it should be portrayed. Um, You don't see people posting about anavar and a or anything like that, which Anna draws arguably more powerful than trend is, but people don't talk about it. It's just a meme, you know? So people associate trend being like the steroid, but Yeah, so that's a different, you know, thing right there. Um, Let's see. So there's also Ronnie Coleman did an interview with Tom Platz where he talked about his steroid cycle. So in his pre-contest, his cycle dosages, we're talking about all this, guys, because Arnold came out recently and Tom Platz came out recently, which are like two of the biggest bodybuilders ever. So, like, it's kind of a hot topic right now. Um, So his pre-contest cycle – was test x which um i think is testosterone but it's like it's a different suspension i don't even know what i like that's so let me look it up um how the hell just happened why is my keyboard not typing okay one sec i'm looking it up right now um Yeah. So he, so X is testosterone booster. It's an anabolic formula designed to maximize testosterone input output. So it's just a, it's like a anabolic testosterone support compound. So he did, so it's 250 megs per milliliter and he did 750 megs per week. Three, so three injections. He did Primo, 300 milligrams, Primo, is 100 MIGs per milliliter in this case. So he did three pins of that. Um, he did DECA, 200 milligrams per week. Um, it's unclear if he used 200 MIGs from the interview, if it's per week or not. He just said he took 200 MIGs, but it's assumed that it's per week. Um, testosterone heptalate, which is 500 MIGs per week, split into one. So he did it, he pinned that twice. 250 mgs per milliliter, Primo, D-Ball, or Anadrol, depending on where he's at. Um, Anywhere from 25 to 100 MIGs per day, depending on which one he took. Um, As far as the tablets go, so you can get Primo tablets, you can get D-Ball tablets, all of it's like D-Ball and Anadrol are known for being oral. Um, Primo is known for being injected, but if he's taking the oral version, he's anywhere from 25 to 100 mgs per day hgh4 IUs per day which is actually really low i, th- I that's lower than I, th- I expected um and then he took insulin 30 iu split into 215 iu injections only for the carb up phase before competition so he would take insulin during a carb up which some guys do like the last couple weeks um they'll increase the carbs slightly um we're talking like an ounce of rice or some shit because then that way your body's digesting more which kicks it into overdrive and then you cut it all out and you're still in overdrive and you're shedding more because of that. So that's what he would use so that his body would utilize the carbs more. Um, And then, so like you would, you'd lower your blood sugar, taking the carbs to spike your blood sugar again. Um, And that way you burn more calories. Um, So that's what he would do pre-competition carb up phase. So like, that's a pretty fucking crazy cycle i mean it's not as much as i expected if it's true um so like he probably took total we're talking like grams, two ish two, grams two and a half grams of anabolics not including the the gh or the insulin which is four IU's, which is international units and 30 IU's, depending on the concentration um like let's say you get a like a vial it's like 10 IU's of powder and you put like 1 milliliter of backwater which is like antibacterial water it's like basically sterile water um it's not just like uh it's not just like uh what's it called you not spring water what's the other one uh fucking you can buy it at the store what's the other version of water distilled it's not distilled <laughs> well, water well, it's like distilled it, water
0: you don't you don't drink distilled water
1: No 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 I'm saying like backwater is a different thing than both of those it's it's completely entire and like it's like completely, completely sterile water. Um, yeah. So you put that, let's say like the vial has like 10 ius, and you put like a milliliter in that, you know, little vial of like GH, let's say, and it's like one milliliter. So each day he would take like 0. 0.4 milliliters a day. Um, so like, that's how that would check out. It comes as a powder and you put back water inside the little tiny vial of water or of, of powder. And you just put in a certain amount that you can do the math out properly. So like if it's like – if you could fit like 1.5 milliliter and you end up doing like 0.3 milliliters because of that, it's just easier math. So it ends up being distributed easier. Um, The 30 IU insulin, I'm not too sure how insulin comes, whether that's liquid already or not. Um, But I I also don't know too much about insulin in general. I think insulin is what will kill you. Um, It's very, very bad for you. um, I mean I know from the –
0: From the diabetic point of view, it's it's uh, liquid that you inject.
1: Yeah, but I'm not sure if you buy it like underground whether or not that's going to be a liquid or a powder. Yeah, (laughs) because like like when my when most dealers get stuff in, it's a powder, and they suspend it in something. It's called suspension. Um, Some of them do water sarms. They use alcohol, usually like vodka or something like that. Um, Some do like MCT oil. Um, so like there's different kinds of suspensions that they do, but they usually get it in a powder form. Um, when you get a prescription, they probably, they probably suspend it in something healthy like MCT oil, um, or something like that. Like, uh, antibacteria, like sterile MCT oil or something, maybe coconut oil or something. I don't know. Um, something, um, that'll suspend wherever you're injecting it. Um, granted diabetes is a different ballgame because they, they do smaller amounts they do a very small amount um especially if you have it hooked up constantly to you it's a little machine and it'll dispense yeah. a little bit at a time um, or those new you need it. um the new arm the, yeah, ones the that they have yeah 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 i've seen those those are pretty those are pretty sick um diabetes has come a long way as far as like treating diabetes has come a long way especially yeah. if you're type one type one type two you can manage with diet um type two is not really like that serious if you take it seriously if you take it seriously it's not that big of a deal if you don't take it seriously it'll kill you um but yeah so insulin i don't know too much about um as far as how it works but yeah so i mean it's not too too much as much as i expected it to be um in comparison to like i said what i thought it was going to be but yeah so that's that's his dorian yates came out with his i don't i'm not really the biggest fan of dorian yates he, he just spews a lot of bullshit in my opinion um and he just thinks he's the best the top the best of the best ever and he's just so up his own ass yeah um, i know
0: you've talked about how your thing mo- against him is like mostly the the attitude like
1: yeah he just he's just fucking arrogant is what it, he's yeah. like. oh the best there is nobody trained like me i walk through foot and a half of snow to go train it's like you're an idiot that was so hmm. fucking pointless like you don't need to walk eight hours to go train like if you knew anything about like what cause he's he's probably the example of like he doesn't know what the hell he was doing, it just worked for him. Like if he knew anything about training, he'd actually be better off not going and walking for however long he said he did through snow and resting than he would have doing like going and training. He would have like made a lot more gains that way. It just it doesn't it's just stupid. He just he didn't know to me, it just seemed like he didn't know what he was doing and just acted like this is what you need to do like you need to be this hardcore but you just don't it's not the reality yeah um granted he was the first ever mass monster so clearly it worked but i just don't think that people should follow what he says it's like david goggins but
0: like, at the I same can't time david goggins at the same time though i i don't view the mass monsters as anything you should really strive towards obviously i'm coming from more of the aesthetic side of things but also longevity like both of those combine like you want to look good and you want to look good for a long time the mat like getting yourself to like nick walker style is not not what I, I mean just me personally not what you should be striving
1: towards yeah i mean i wanted to be a super heavyweight one day but i, I didn't want to be a mass monster you know like i wanted yeah. to be aesthetic like my the guys i looked up to at the time i wanted to be super heavyweight was um oh my gosh he passed away in 2020 um oh man, why am I drawing a blank? Um this one guy, and then I also looked up to uh Regan Grimes as well. I think Regan Grimes has really good aesthetics. Um yep.
0: I thought you said Rick Grimes for a sec from The Walking Dead. I was like, <laughs> no. nope, <laughs> not what you should be going for.
1: <laughs> um it was let's see um well not Boston Lloyd that's not him uh let me see see if I can Luke Sandow Luke Sandow that's who it was I, why was I yeah. blank? I really liked Luke Sandow's look um supposedly he took his own life at age 30 I think he so supposedly he died May 7th 2020 two days after my birthday which sucked I really looked up to his physique um he supposedly committed suicide um but yeah, so like those two guys is who I looked up to because I just found them very, very aesthetic, um, and not like freakish in a bad way. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what you should. I mean, everybody has their own things that they strive for and their own things that they. they yeah, aim for. absolutely. Like um, we,
0: me, and you come from like a very specific like look good for the moment, like like the the aesthetic side of things always over anything
1: else like yeah yeah. obviously
0: there's people who want to be you know a hulk a straight up a straight up hulk
1: (laughs) yeah that was me for a while i wanted to be massive but it just i don't have the genetics for it um but it is what it is so yeah so that's where we're at right now that's my current update um next weekend we'll figure something out stuff i'll be in florida next weekend but we'll figure something out um it
0: could always be my solo cryotherapy one
1: (laughs) yeah um We could maybe record like an hour one of these evenings or like maybe tomorrow or something, like tomorrow evening, record like an hour or something. We'll figure it out. You guys will have an episode to listen to. Don't worry. Um, But yeah, I'll be in Florida next week, so I'll be posting that. I'm not posting any physique updates. The closest thing to a physique update is going to be photos of me in Florida. Yep. Um, I don't want anybody to know where I'm at until I step on stage, so that'd be the closest thing. But yeah, so that's where I'm at, and we'll come up with a topic for next week, but... Thanks for listening, guys. Um, Don't do steroids. We just talked about it today. That's all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, more or less the the outcome of this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, we just talked
1: about, yeah, Arnold really is the reason why we talked about it. Yep. (laughs) All right, everybody. We will be seeing you you guys
0: next week. Yeah, see ya. See ya.